0: Heyo, welcome to the Theta Game podcast, the official podcast at of ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. Just as a disclaimer, these are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. Thank you. All right, uh, just jumping straight into the weekly plays. Um... You know, these last two weeks have been super killer. At thetagang.com slash trades, I show everyone my trades um, that, are even, that are open. So if you guys wanted to follow along there, you absolutely can. Though, you know, just going into the new website updates later, you know that that's actually changing. Um, but the last eight trades or nine trades I've opened, only one of them in these last two weeks uh, went red. And I even closed that red position, the data dog position. I closed it early, so the loss was even that big. Um, and it's just, you know, I'm learning uh, as much as anyone else is. The only difference is that I kind of just put out everything for you guys to see. I I stand by the decisions. I stand by, I am also not, you know, yeah, like a diehard bear or a diehard bull. I play both sides, obviously, and I take everything in at a neutral standpoint. It's just like... You got to watch out for traders that are just always on one side because that's not a good mentality to have as a trader. Um, Maybe as an investor believing stocks only go up because that's definitely what it's been looking like uh, as the last few weeks. But that said, I'll probably be opening a new batch of trades tomorrow and that this week will probably be the last week where you can view my open trades without being a Patreon supporter. But after this week is over, uh, more than likely you will have to be on some sort of Patreon tier to view my open trades. However, you can always, no matter what type of support you show me, what type of love you show me, you can always view my closed trades. You can always view my history. Um, I'm very transparent about that. I just need, again, like last week's episode, I touched on how this is becoming, getting a little bit more expensive than I originally thought it would be. And I just thought that would be pretty cool you know, incentive for people to join Patreon. All right, uh, hopping into this week uh, after close on Monday, MongoDB, Chewy, and Stitch Fix have earnings. After Tuesday, GameStop and David Busters have earnings, and then after close on Wednesday, uh, you have Lululemon, and after close Thursday, you have Costco, Broadcom, Adobe, and Oracle. That's <laughs> it, <said>, Adobe. <laughs> um, everyone's gonna be looking at Lululemon this week. Um, you know, retail did pretty well uh, last week and the, just this quarter in general. Uh, you, As you guys have heard, you know, unemployment is super low right now, lowest it's been in a really long time. I don't have a specific date range, um, but our economy is supposedly doing really well. Uh, Target beat their earnings. And their stock jumped up, you know, Ulta Beauty, the company that sells, um, you know, women's makeup or just makeup um, did really well too. And so now it's Lululemon uh, basically putting the cherry on top, right? Uh, You know, Lululemon beating expectations will set a precedent of, you know, like, you know, people are still spending money on luxurious items. The consumer is still strong and retail is still strong. Lululemon has probably some of the best tech in the background just making sure you know the shopping cart and suggestions and all that all that good stuff that makes tech tech Lululemon brings into their stack so that's that's pretty cool of them. Um, I, I you know read a few blog posts etc etc of, of all that good stuff because I'm I'm a nerd. Um, but you know going and talking about the other companies Costco um, is reporting after it closed on Thursday. Uh, It's going to be pretty, pretty cool seeing uh, numbers of the international China location that they recently opened. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of emphasis on that Um, as well as, you know, Oracle and Adobe are also uh, reporting after close on Thursday, Adobe um, definitely a forerunner in, um, you know, representing cloud growth, Uh, you know, if people, you know, subscription growth. Adobe is looking to be adding more and more users um, to their platform, or have more of the same users pay more, getting more revenue per user uh, is always a good thing. But you know, we'll see what Adobe reports. Lastly, to top off the weekly plays, um, you have MongoDB, Chewy, Stitch Fix, GameStop, Dave and Buster's. All the companies I listed for Monday and Tuesday have um, really high implied volatility. So if you wanted to test the waters and sell options during earnings time, and maybe you've always been wondering like what should be your first earnings, uh, play that you sell options on, uh, candidates like these are really good because Ivy is insanely high, but their stock is also not too expensive. Um, so you know, their options prices are gonna be cheaper. Um, but of course, risk versus reward is always on the table and it's always binary when it comes to, uh, You know, earnings, you either do a slam dunk or you get slam dunked, right? Um, Earnings never go the way you plan it to. And if it does, you just got lucky. So if you want to play around during earnings time, because I know I've been getting this question a lot. And people want to see me do more earnings plays and more of these earnings type scenarios. While I might do a few of these positions or, you know, just one or none. If you decide to do it, just know that earnings are super, super, super risky. All right. uh, New website updates. Last episode's new website updates were super long. So I'm going to cut this one a little bit short. Um, I have bullet points right in front of me. Uh, this week we crossed nine hundred users. That is nine one hundred emojis, which is super dope. Um, we current we're currently sitting at nine hundred sixty two or something. Like, uh, nine hundred sixty yeah nine hundred sixty two people. So super nuts. Like I write my script and and then like you know a few days pass and the number is even wrong. Um, but the closing trades and analytics are on the way. Um, I figured uh, the very next things I'm going to be doing is I'm going to, to stop putting uh, probability of profit on my trades page, um, just because I don't think it gets people get a lot of value out of that. Um, you know, it the number looks cool, and you might think you like seeing it, but you know, at the time of the trade, that's the probability of profit. But it's, you know, obviously, it's not a dynamic value that changes on the page. So all it really just tells you is the Um, probability profit I took on at that exact moment and I don't know it's more or less just stays the same and I just feel uh, because you guys don't have that same input Um, and I don't actually want to have people put that input because you know there's a lot of friction into adding a trade already and I'm trying to uh, dumb that down maybe I'll bring it back or leave that as like a uh, I don't know just like an extra feature that someone can do if they want Um, But I'm going to be taking that out of my trades page um, and getting my trades to look more uniform like the trades on the front page where everyone else is contributing. Um, And then making those trades, all of our trades, um, look better. Right now I'm just using a very standard dark table um, element and it looks looks okay. But it doesn't obviously, it doesn't use this real estate on the screen uh, well and it just doesn't look sleek. Uh, it does look good though. I mean, you can read it. It's very legible. That's why I like it. Um, but that's all changing. So, um, moving on, uh, just really, really quick note. I've left the Weebull Influencer program. I thought it was pretty whack, but I will have a video for that later or not video, sorry, a podcast episode for that later, um, I don't know. I just, I will never pitch you guys something that I don't fully believe in. I promise. And that's why I'm a partner of tasty works. Um, and you know, I'm anybody that comes to me for advertising. Uh, I reject a lot of people. People actually offer me like four digit numbers, uh, you know, to advertise them. And if they're, you know, predatory or like, it, you know, their product just isn't, isn't, it's like not good I'm not gonna pitch it um, so I hope I hope that uh, you know clears the air of why the Weebull uh, you know referral link is gone on the trades page um, I've left the program but again that'll be another podcast episode a little bit later um, lastly uh, just to touch on the last episode um, the Patreon early bird tier uh, the $20 tier has three spots left so that's pretty cool we have seven people that are signed up already um if you can't join the patreon early bird tier, um this one uh you could just join the $30 one that'll most likely be open uh next year uh in 2020 um you know and then the $40 one will start and then the $50 one you guys get it um the tier gives you a flare on the website, which is like a, you know, a little saying next to your name and it shows everyone that you support me on Patreon uh, and it also gets you a message on the site banner, the, the cool one that like scrolls up on the top of the page um, and it allows you to see my open trades and receive SMS text messages of when I open and close trades. So um, that's all coming in, it's just like the next like week and a half. Um, so sign up if you can and or if you can't, uh, you can always sign up later. If you don't want to sign up later then well, I thank you for listening and you know supporting me on the website regardless. Uh, love having everyone that's been contributing on the website uh, you know just helping each other out. It's like the dopest thing I think I've ever done in my entire life and seeing people help other people because of something I created is the sickest feeling, sickest feeling. All right. Before we move on to today's topic, I just want to talk really briefly about um, you know a major request that I've been getting in my e email, DMs, you name it, on the website, and it's the it's just all revolving around Discord. Everyone wants a Discord, and I've been thinking of like how I want to present it, how I want to keep track of it, and etc. And I think the best um, idea that I've come up with is that I want to make it an invite only Discord. Uh, I thought about making it open, but what I find more annoying than anything else is that you have this dope community, and you have, you know, you have trolls coming in, um, but you also have just like people that don't contribute, but just take, 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 um, also coming in. So that's why I think you know what StockTwits with their groups or rooms have wrong is that they you know people go into these uh, massive networks of people. And you have a perma bear or perma bull mentality and I you know I don't want to be in in the same community as people like that so what I want to do is foster a discord channel where it's high quality the people there are super chill super lax um, have their head on straight aren't desperate to make money aren't you know they're in a good spot and it's easy to tell when you're in a community surrounded by people that um, aren't selfish so patreon or sorry discord is not a patreon exclusive um you can absolutely be invited without even being a patreon member though patreon members will be invited to discord i hope that made sense that's a bit of a tongue twister uh but you know i'm excited i think um people should get what they deserve if they deserve it and you know if you do dope things on the website if you are a nice person helping out others absolutely expect an invite, I will absolutely reach out to you um, and lots of cool stuff happening. All right, uh, today has to be one of the spiciest topics uh, of 2019 and it's the call debit spread. So the last four episodes or the last five episodes have been talking about you know buying naked calls, uh, buying naked puts, and then selling naked calls and selling naked puts. So selling uh, and buying you know single contracts, you know buying a single call, um, is pretty dangerous uh, if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, what I offer today is teaching you what spreads are, and how they can be used to make your trades more efficient so uh, a call debit spread is when you take the concept of buying a call and you sell a further out the money call so you know we use our handy dandy Apple example Apple is trading at $100 you are bullish on it so you buy the 105 Apple call I think everyone is falling with me so far you're bullish on it you think it's going to go up five percent let's say the expiration is in like two weeks you buy to buy this for expiring in two weeks Uh, to make it a call debit spread you would sell the apple 110 call that expires on the same day uh, of your 105 so what does that look like there you need you know this is the primitive example you need Apple to be above one hundred and five. Um, but what does selling the one ten mean? So I mean, just as a reminder, um, the one of the hardest things to grasp about uh, selling options is that you can sell what you don't own uh, because, um, like I've mentioned before, selling is synonymous with writing. So I could have very much said uh, write the 110 call contract. And so um, what, I mean, what that does is if, uh, if you go back to the episode where we talk about um, selling or writing naked calls, that's, that's exactly what you're doing in the scenario. But you're just, you're just buying the 105 call at the same time. So you buy the 105 call, you sell the 110 call. Let me say it in a different way. You buy the 105 call and you write the 110 call. So, what this option strategy does is if Apple crosses 105, you are essentially green okay let's just pretend that all other external factors aren't in play here okay IV is not fluctuating the macros of or you know these all these other Greeks are not fluctuating let's just talk about strike prices and the stock price if Apple goes above 105 you're green right it just it it just kind of makes sense it it just does I know you understand that now selling the, the 110 what happened when we did that right when you sell an option when you write an option when you're doing the theta gang thing um, then you know you are collecting money at that spot so for example when you sold the 110 or you wrote the 110 you collected premium at that instance now it's not more premium Than the 105 call that you bought. Why? Because Apple is currently trading at 100 and the 105 call is worth more than the 110. So let's say, for example, a super fictional example, let's just make it easier with numbers that the 105 call, maybe you purchased for like 200 bucks or like 225 bucks, right? And then you sold. 110 call now that one is not going to be more expensive than the 105 call that cost 200 bucks it's going to be you know maybe like a hundred bucks because it's further out the money the the stock price has to travel even further to cross 110 so it's going to effectively be cheaper the 110 is going to be cheaper than the 105 call um, but the difference between these two contracts that you just interacted with is you bought the 105 You purchased the 105 call for say 200 bucks and then you sold the 110 call contract For like hundred bucks because that's how much it's worth and so you receive credit of hundred bucks. So what does this mean? Uh, it means that the net value of this trade that you had to you know make all of this come together you had to pay a hundred bucks, which is pretty sick, right? Paying $100 is better than paying $200. You didn't pay $200 for the 105 call. You instead you paid a hundred dollars for the 105, 110 call spread. So I mean that's easy, right? You, you look at the, the two options that you have. You can either buy the 105 naked call for 200 bucks, or you could buy this the 105-110 spread for 100 bucks, and then you're asking right now in the car like, why would I ever buy the 105 naked call uh, if the other one's cheaper? Um, there is one scenario where buying the naked call is better, and that's if in this scenario, say Apple went to 120. What happens is in a spread you cap your gains, okay? Now, I know you're thinking whack, <laughs> but you got you to gotta listen, listen here. You got to listen here. When you don't have a cap, when you don't sell the further out the money call or further out the money put for another episode, um, you put yourself in danger of putting yourself too much against time. When you have a naked call, if, you know, the stock price is flat, you you you're not counterbalancing any any of that decreasing value with anything else you're literally losing money if the stock price just stays static um what selling the further out the money option does is you know you received credit for that further out the money call that 110 call that you sold for 100 bucks to lower the break even of your 105 well if apple never reaches 110 I mean you're golden you you keep you keep that credit so there's just a lot of pluses to think about when when you enter a spread you have time not totally on your side but you do have some sort of buffer where if you did enter a naked call you're basically saying hey I don't want to cap my gains because what if Apple goes above 5% in in two weeks? Which is absurd, right? That's a lot of growth uh, given two weeks. So even if Apple did go up like 4%, you're absolutely better off still buying the spread. Now, it's different when you are a swing trader and you know maybe buying naked calls is better or naked puts because you need to exit the trade like really fast maybe you don't want to risk having both or you know closing your trade in full making sure both contracts close uh, at the time of exit so i see that um prices also fluctuate a lot more um when you enter a naked trade Um, because as you enter a spread uh, the credit that you receive and the uh, other option, you know, both the long and short option of that spread counterbalance each other, um, you know, as one option goes up in value, the other one tends to decrease. And so there's less price fluctuation where if you entered just the 105 call that's naked, then there the, the value of that trade strictly defined by that one contract and that contract's whipping up and down in price, right? Um, but as you know, time gets closer and closer to expiration. When you have a spread, the further out the money call that you sold is making sure. I mean, you're just collecting money at that point. Um, you're not. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely not green on the trade, especially if the trade goes in the opposite direction of what you need it to. Um, but it helps mitigate your losses um, because you lowered your break even from the get-go. Remember that you purchased the spread for 100 bucks and not uh, 200 bucks like you would if you bought the naked option. So it's less capital, it's less risky. You put time on your side. Um, uh, Again, not totally on your side because your long option, your 105 will still expire uh, and you will be red if it doesn't cross, if Apple doesn't uh, like cross 105. But uh, if Apple does cross one hundred and five, uh, then you're—I mean—you're set. You enter the trade with less capital, uh, and while you do cap your—you uh, know—cap your gains at one hundred and ten. If Apple went up ten percent in two weeks, then, dang it, that—that that sucks. You know, you only made uh, that much money, right? You only—you cap it at one hundred and ten, but. That the chances of that is so like <laughs> I, I can't i'm losing I'm losing words here the chances of that happening are so low that you should always just choose to cap your cap your gains and just trade the next day and get more consistent and learn to gauge your caps better and better I say that wait for that one fateful day where you know being capped on the gains has hurt you and then make the decision to uh possibly do naked calls or naked puts or whatever you want to do um because you definitely need to again get, get in the habit of winning and entry trades consistently on like a very formal rule basis like have rules for yourself um you know i never buy naked options anymore if i ever do buy uh options it's absolutely always in a spread though i haven't done it in quite a while um but I do sell spreads. Uh, but that's also a topic for later. All right, uh, that was a bit of a doozy. Let me go and just try to ramble on a little bit more and try to get all those like nitty-gritty questions that I had in the beginning. Um, I'm just thinking here and I'm thinking like, what did I have questions about with spreads? And really, I think the best way to make sure that you understand this uh, by the time you get out of your car is you know just relate this to the naked call. Um, Buying a call, you know, a naked call uh, and buying the call debit spread is very much the same except the debit spread is selling the further out the money option along with the long option that you purchase. You can buy the 105 Apple call naked or you could buy the 105 Apple call and sell the 110 Apple call that lowers your break-even, though it does cap your gains. However, realize what has to happen uh, for you know for your gains to get capped. Apple, trading at 100 right now, needs to go cool up 10% uh, for your gains to be capped. And that's a great scenario to be in anyway, right? Your gains got capped. What so what? You still made. You're still green on the trade. Um, and you know if you keep this pattern up of lowering your break even on more trades than you don't, then your 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 returns are gonna be just better because what happens is when you <laughs> when you start losing more with spreads than you do naked calls or naked options uh, in general is your your losses for the spreads is gonna be less. i mean assuming that you're keeping the trade size the same so you know. Losing consistently and buying two hundred dollar calls, uh, you know, every week and having them expire—that that sucks. Why not just enter spreads that have lower break evens? Sure, that like, yeah, they cap your gains, but realize what has to happen for your gains to get capped. You had to have the stock go up ten percent, and in the case that it does your gains do get capped it's a good thing and then say for example you know maybe your spreads lose well your losses are smaller because it took less capital to enter the trade because as you sell the further out the money contract you rake in premium right so lots of reasons to do spreads um uh, the main reason why you'd want to do a spread when you Sell the options. So I'm talking about call credit options, uh, or call credit spreads and put credit spreads. These are going to be the next episodes in the future. Um, the reason why you would make those a spread um, is to cap your max loss, or you know adjust the size of your steamroller, which is a uh, reference to it, you know the first episode. Um, but I just thought I touch on that topic because I know a lot of people um, are you know very much only on the selling side but this is absolutely a video for uh, you know, the newbies to uh, understand what spreads are, why you would do them, and then later we'll tackle selling uh, options and wh- why we make those spreads. Real quickly before we head into the intro, I just wanna say one more, uh, one more point is, let's say in a month, there are four weeks. There are four opportunities uh, of expiration Fridays, right? Um, and say every week, you decide to buy a Apple call you decide to buy the 105 call the naked one say it costs 250 bucks then you know you buy you So you buy the 105 call and say you lose for the all four times that's a thousand dollars gone right now let's say uh, you make uh, this the same scenario the next month but instead you make uh you make spreads or you buy spreads instead of the calls and maybe they're like a hundred bucks each or $150 each. And so instead of, and then, and then you lose. So instead of losing, you know, a thousand dollars, you lost $600. Um, that I think that has to hammer at home the best of the four tries. When you lose naked, you lose a thousand bucks because each one costs two fifty. Um, but if you sell spread or if you you know lose by buying spreads You lost 600 bucks each one's like a hundred fifty bucks That's great You have four hundred dollars to try two more times three more times Now in the scenario that you know it the stock does go up, you know you, you bought the 105 naked call So what if it went to 109? If it went to 109, I think you just made the same amount of money that you would have with a spread, but hey, look at you. You just basically got in for cheaper, so your, your profit is going to be better, right? So there are so many reasons to do spreads, and if capping your gains turns you off from making spreads, you're not in the right mentality for trading a long time, especially if you're new. If you're new, you're not going to be able to trade a long time if you're buying naked options because you don't know what you're doing. You what you're doing is getting lucky or maybe maybe you don't get lucky. Maybe you just have a really bad streak and this this 4 week or like, you know, 4 try scenario does happen to you. I'd rather have you enter spreads and lose less money. Maybe, you know, lose just as often. That's okay. But, you know, lose enough times and you're going to run out of money to keep going and keep learning. Um, Just be smart with it. I hope that these last points uh, drove some good points home. Uh, If you have any more questions, if you feel like, you know, there was anything in this episode that I particularly missed, maybe you have a favorite thing about spreads that I did not talk about, go and email me or DM me or tweet at me. Um, All of that info at the end of the web. at the end of the website at the end of the episode um but yeah oh yeah we reached the end of the episode um today's concept is pretty you know it's pretty out there it's pretty abstract you know buying a option and selling one at the same time while people do say hey it's a basic strategy I never want to just assume anything. I remember when I was first learning spreads, you know, I was on Reddit. I was on, you know, blog sites. I was doing all this. I was soaking it all in. I was a sponge, um, but some things took a lot longer to click, uh, than other things. And one of those for me was absolutely selling options or AKA writing options. And so spreads, uh, you know, being the culmination of buying and selling at the same time, uh, it's not as basic as you know websites make it out to be. So um, understand that you're not going to get all of this. Uh, if you, but if you did, if you understood this entire episode, like pat yourself on the back. This is um, an excellent you know way to tell like hey you know maybe these podcasts are working <laughs> or they're not. But um, yeah, proud of you guys for you know sticking in there. I know a lot of people are. That are newer are listening. So shout out to you guys. This is absolutely an episode for you guys. Um, but heading into the outro, extended shout outs to Mr. Ivy and Mr. John Pitchco. We have new early bird tier members. Uh, there's three spots left for the twenty dollar tier, and ten spots left for the thirty dollar tier. The new members are Hash Brown Four Four One, Bearish Taint, Edad, Mike D, Samus from the great state of Texas. And Monket Forty um, Eight. Shout out to everyone uh, that's been with me since the beginning. Uh, it's really, really crazy seeing people with the hundred emoji flare on the website, uh, because that's that was actually an incentive that I gave out to the first one hundred people that signed up uh, to the ToothAging.com. So super cool seeing people uh, <laughs> seeing me have that. It's like a, it's like a blast from the past, even though that was like two months ago. We're growing insanely fast see we're nuts um follow me on twitter at real theta gang you can email me at junie at theta gang.com and you can support me at patreon.com slash theta gang um but I've touted about that enough this episode so you know you know what that's all about theta gang is proudly partnered with TastyWorks, and signing up with the theta gang referral link is a huge help the referral coupon code is theta gang they, they customized that for me I like that um so thank you guys uh I feel super blessed. I think we're going to hit a 1,000 people before 2020, and um, yeah, that Discord I was talking about a little bit earlier might be coming around the corner.